Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Revelation 21. Several years ago now, my family moved from Orange County, California to Idaho to be a part of the planting of Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley. And from the moment that it was decided that we would be moving to Idaho to the time we moved was a period of about nine months. So for nine months, I was living in Orange County knowing that this is not really my home anymore. I'm going somewhere else. And you know what I started to do very naturally? I started to think more and more about life in the Boise, Idaho area. I added that location to all of my weather apps and was checking every day to see what the weather was. Some local Idaho news sites were places I started to regularly visit. I wanted to learn more about this place that I was going because I had a very real expectation that that's where I was going to be. And by now you probably see where I'm going with this. If you are a Christian, you are living in this world, but you know that this world is not your home. But here's the disconnect. I very naturally started thinking more and more about Idaho and what is it like there and what am I going to do there, right? I started asking all of those questions. Unfortunately, I think, People don't always think that same way about heaven. People don't start thinking, you know, I'm going to spend eternity with the Lord. What's that going to be like? And I think the disconnect comes for one main reason, and that is people don't think about eternity with as much reality as they should. Right, right. Idaho was, was very understandable to me. It felt very real. Uh, part of it is I had been there before. And, and to be fair, uh, no one, I think, alive right now uh, can say, yeah, I've been to heaven before. So, so we don't know what it's like. like. I knew a little more of what I was getting into in Idaho. But I think part of it is we don't think of eternity and, and this new heaven and new earth that we read about in Revelation 21 today. I don't think we uh, comprehend it with the reality that we should. And think about some of the commonplace portrayals about heaven. It's presented as a very ethereal kind of place, you know, floating on clouds, um, harps, uh, wings, you know, all of these things that's just very, for a word, weird to us. But that's mostly cultural representations, when we actually look at the Bible, we find something, I believe, wonderful. We, we find something incredible. We find something real. And I think many, many years from now, when you are in this new heaven and new earth that we read about today, uh, you will really probably look back at this life as the thing is, was that really real? Because you will be in a real place. Uh, The Bible teaches back in 1 Corinthians 15 with a real body. uh, And you will be with the Lord forever. 
So my main challenge to you today is I I want you to think about heaven. I want you to think about your eternal home as more real than many people do. I want you to look forward to this place we're going to read about today as a real place, just like I thought about going to Idaho, and I'm going to spend, at the time I hope, the rest of my life here serving the Lord. Well, you're going to spend eternity with God in this place we see described today in Revelation. So let's look at Revelation 21, and I hope you do so with this sense of anticipation. This is describing a place that I will be. I do think what we're reading here in these last two chapters is going to describe the eternal state. Uh, We see in the future a time of tribulation coming. We see, I believe, a thousand-year reign of Christ on earth, uh, obviously somewhat restored earth from things we see in uh, the, the scripture. And then we see now a new heaven and a new earth because the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. What is this place where you will spend eternity? What is it like? There's three things that I want you to observe from Revelation 21 that I all hope get you excited, get you thinking about heaven as more real than most people do. Now, the first one of these things, I want to be very clear. This is the headline. This is the best part. Without this part, nothing else is really that great. And it's really from this part that everything else flows. And that first thing I want you to anticipate about your eternal home is this, the presence of God. You will be with God. Let's just read here um, the first few verses of the chapter. It says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, now here's this, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. Wow, that is an amazing promise, something we'll see even more of as we get into uh, chapter 22. But that is the headline. We will be with God. Now, are there ways now that God is with us? Well, Christ came into the world. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Now we have the Holy Spirit, which in many ways is God with us. But what we see here, I think, is something even beyond that we will really be in the presence of God. You'll see a lot of connections in these last couple of chapters going all the way back to Genesis, especially in some of the garden imagery that we'll see in in the river of life and the tree of life in chapter 22. But what, what it seems like was normal is that in the garden, they were in the presence of God. And we will be in the presence of God. Chapter 22 even says we will see his face. That's the best thing, guys. Because even that's what we're seeking in the Christian life. We want to really live in light of the presence of God. Our whole existence as a Christian should express a yearning for the presence of God. And that's where I think very practically that leads to things like what you're doing right now, reading the Bible, spending time in, in prayer. Those are ways we seek the presence of God. But they're all really, I guess you could say, in a sense, filtered where someday we will get the unfiltered 
presence of God forever, for eternity. I sure hope that gets you excited. Because if you are a Christian, if your life is yearning for the presence of God, someday that yearning will be absolutely and totally fulfilled forevermore. And that will be a great, great thing. So the presence of God, that's the headline. Let's not bury the lead. That's the best part about heaven, the eternal state. The the second part that we see is the absence of anything wrong. And we saw that in verse four, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. So the former things, these bad things that we experience through life in a broken world, they will pass away. They will be no more, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain, no more death. And no more sin. Verse 8 says, But for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Now, not only will there not be sin in heaven anymore, there will not be sinners in heaven anymore. And we should pause for a moment and say, there's a level at which that creates a big problem for you and me, you see, because we are sinners. And if you think about that list that I read there in verse eight, all of us are checking at least, at least one of those boxes. All of us are looking at some things on that list and saying, guilty, that is me. And that's a good reminder for us that none of us, nobody except for God, will be in heaven. And no human will be in heaven saying, I, I, I earned my way here. Yep, I did everything right. No, our only hope is grace. And we need to remember that the work of salvation, lots of times we limit salvation really to our justification, that we are declared righteous in Christ, which is gloriously true. But the Bible makes it clear there is more to the the picture of salvation. When God thinks of salvation, it's a broad thing that includes our justification, but also includes our sanctification, which we experience somewhat in a progressive way, getting more and more sanctified. That salvation also includes our glorification. Because someday the work of Christ in us will be done and we will now be able to say, yeah, I am none of those things. Of course, we don't get the credit for that. It is God. The the absence of anything wrong will characterize heaven. And that means that you and I will no longer be sinners. That'll be completely past tense in that time. Another thing to look forward to. The the third thing, and this is where maybe a lot of the discussion centers on most of the time, is just it's a glorious place. And this is where we do think, what will it be like? And something that does make it hard is, The Bible gives us somewhat limited information about what the new heaven and the new earth will be like. And it's things that are hard to imagine. I mean, if you look at this city, it seems to be about 1,500 miles wide and 1,500 miles long. Do you know any cities that big? No, you don't. And if you really look at it, it also seems to be 1,500 miles 
high. Do you know any cities like that? No, you don't. So even some of the things we do see about the new heaven and the new earth kind of blow our mind. But the third thing I want you to think about is it is a glorious place. And that's where don't lose in all of that, that it is real. It is a real place that you will really live and you should look forward to it. And I don't think it is wrong for us to imagine sometimes what that will be like. Now, we should take some of our imaginings with a grain of salt and make sure they're based on uh, the Bible. If you want a a book that I think does that well, it's a book called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. And he spends, I think, most of the time focusing on what we know, but he does spend some of the time imagining what it might be like. And that's where, yeah, we take that part with a little more of a grain of salt, but it's good for us to think, man, what, what could it possibly be? And I think we can rest assured it will be glorious. And if you see anything in the Bible, like, oh, there's no sea, there's no marriage. Maybe, maybe this isn't going to be that great. No, no, no. The best things that you experience on earth are just a taste of what God can do. And God will have something so much better for us in store. Again, you you see this glorious city that is described, and then it says, and I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. The, the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, but the glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. Again, you, you see the, the presence of God being highlighted in that passage, but you see also just the description of a glorious place. So please, spend some time thinking about heaven today. Live every day of your life in light of the fact that you have an eternal home in the new heaven and the new earth, and you really will live there. So think about that and anticipate the presence of God, the absence of anything wrong, and just a glorious place beyond what you can imagine. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.